Welcome to Cellmates, a podcast where we compare, contrast, and generally throw a Venn diagram over two animated movies. I'm Kate Phillips. No, you're not. No, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. You are Kate Phillips. You you're, got that right. Yeah, the, the movies we watched have addled your brain That's to a point of... true. My brain is addled. Yeah. Uh, um, you, so Kate, often those movies yeah. that we Venn diagram mm-hmm. are Disney. But not always. Often they are musicals. But not always. Often they are good. But not always. Neat. Yeah. Kate. Yeah. Uh, what you drinking? Well, I'm drinking a delicious drink that I like to call Blueberry Fields Forever. <laughs> Ask me why I'm calling it that. Why Dick. are you calling it that? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> there are blueberries in it. Um, are there fields in it? Well, not really. I mean, almonds grow in fields. Almonds grow... I don't know how almonds grow. An almond could grow in a yeah. I'd grow an almond in a field. That sounds lovely. So it's a, a blue adaptation of a drink we found called Strawberry Fields Forever. Okay. Or Strawberry Fields, maybe. Just, I don't, I looked up a lot of recipes and I chose the one that had the most ingredients we already had in our home. Okay. And then we made some more because we made a blueberry almond simple syrup. Yeah, Is that we correct, did. Dick? We did, yeah. and it turned out surprisingly well. Yeah. You really taste the almonds. It tastes like uh, basically a blueberry muffin. It's blueberry muffin syrup. It's, it's great. great. Um, so even though the drink appears pink, uh, it is technically blue, and um, I don't know. I guess if I drank enough of it, my head might go crazy, and I might see some whacked out images mm. set to whatever music I was listening to at the time. I mean, there's no absinthe, but... <laughs> The yet. Well, Dick, to put it in order. Why? Why would you say that we'd be drinking something called Blueberry Fields forever or not forever? Not yeah, sure. not forever. No, I'm gonna finish <laughs> this drink pretty quick, um, and probably this episode because we we don't have as much to talk about. I think as we normally do. Famous last words for our episode. Fair. I would say because we watched two movies involving blue things. Hmm. And one of them featured a band who sings the song Strawberry Fields um, forever. Are you talking about Sgt. Pepper's Only Heart Club Band, or are you talking about the Beatles? Oh, my gosh. Because there's a decent chance they both sing it. Is that Inception? Are you Inceptioning me with Beatles songs? No. Are there certain it? songs that, stra- that no. Strawberry Pepper's nope. Band nope. sings? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. It's just the Beatles. Don't worry right. about it. All right. Um, yeah. So we watched a Beatles movie, and then we watched... Uh, Specifically Yellow Submarine. Yep. The animated Beatles movie. Yes. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> because I've seen Hard Day's Night and Help, and I love those. We saw Yellow Submarine, and at the uh, suggestion of one of our listeners... Spencer. Spencer. Um, yeah, he's he suggested a, a different pairing, but we thought this would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Interstellar 5555. Um, which full title is Interstellar Five Five Five: The Story of the Secret Star, the Story of the Secret Star System. Dick, but all the I'm S's reading, are fives. Yeah, I'm reading the five Tory of the five Egret, five Tar, five Istum. That's also correct. Yeah, great. Um, which is by 
It's a Daft uh, it's, it's Punk. It's a Daft Punk album adapted into a visual realization yeah. based on the Wikipedia. So it's what did you what did you call these? I I, I these are film tracks, right? Yeah, it's a little. It's these a film are, track, not a soundtrack. A film track. The music already existed, and they put some movie over it. Yeah. Um, and so with these, what we're doing in the background right now is we're watching Fantasia. Yeah, we've just the, kind of got Fantasia on. The original film track. So we're kind of doing two and a half movies this yeah, uh, we, episode. We It's hard to sit and watch Fantasia all the way through. I I like it in the background. I saw Fantasia 2000 in theaters, but I can't. I, can't. I don't know how you do it in theaters. I need to be talking over it or like coming in and out of it well in theaters, We're the same with got, the other ones too to be honest you've got all the you got like the big immersive sound yeah system. i guess it's more like being at a live concert yeah so it was it, like I, I haven't seen the original fantasia in theaters but fantasia 2000 mm-hmm. was was a lot of fun mm-hmm. for what it was yeah um and both of these films i think draw their inspiration from fantasia in terms of existing in the first place in some way or another yeah fantasia was the first animated film to just be fully set to music and not have you know snow white had music in it and bambi and etc but this is the first you know this is walt disney one of his crazy ideas like build me a tiny train i can take around my theme park uh (laughs) build me a movie that uh animates uh classic like i'm making pieces like oh we figured out sound let's do like Two hours of orchestral music yeah. set to mostly not that racist animation. Uh, yeah, mostly. Those, some of it is. There's some problems. There are some problems with the mushrooms and, mm. and whatnot. So, Dick, let's go back to Yellow Submarine. Okay. Because um, that's the first movie we're talking about. Yeah. Um, or do we want to talk about Fantasia briefly? I think we did. We did. Great. Well, we don't need to do a synopsis. No. Because it's not one of our official movies. Also, what's the story of Fantasia? A bunch of a bunch of music. Well, there are eight stories to Fantasia. Right. And the story that's on now is a bunch of flowers are dancing. Yeah. But it's not Dance of the Flowers. It's the Russian dance. It's the tree pack uh, with flowers dancing. So it's a little confusing because there is a Dance of the Flowers in the Nutcracker suite. Anyway, Dick, care. what's your first... I don't first, know or uh, care. What's your first interaction with Yellow Submarine... The movie. This so my first interaction with Yellow Submarine the movie was was watching it now, watching it like yesterday or two okay. days ago. I'd seen like I'd seen it referenced. Mm-hmm. I'd seen stills from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, um, my first interaction with the Beatles mm-hmm. was like forever ago because mm-hmm. I'm a American. <laughs> you know, I don't American I don't know, adult. Like, I'm an American adult. I've heard the Beatles. Um, but I, I've I've been a, a Beatles fan all my life. I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Beatles fan, mm-hmm. uh, but I really like them. Mm-hmm. I listen to, you know, uh, every once in a while I'll pop on an album. The first solo I learned on my guitar was mm-hmm. from Let It Be. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I really like the Beatles. I think they're really good. Yeah. A controversial statement, I know. <laughs> um, but I never, I never got that into the the ephemera. The mm. things surrounding the Beatles. Okay. Like, I don't have a Wings album. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know really any of, like, Ringo's solo stuff. I know maybe I'm amazed, but, like, I don't know any other Paul solo stuff. So, 
But you had seen the two other movies. I had seen the two other movies. There or are there? There might be more than that. But I had, you had seen, seen two, two other two movies that were a bunch of fun. They're like I, kind of like the slapsticky kind of Benny Hill style, it's, right? It's like a mix between slapsticky and lots of wordplay, lots of mm. fast wordplay. Great, my two favorite things. Yeah, you would love it. They are <laughs> very, Looney Tunes and puns. My two favorites. They're very clever. <laughs> um, but no, in um, was a hard day's night. It's like you know the beginning of the Beatles being a thing. Mm. Like everyone knows who they are. And I think it's like John Lennon. There's a scene where he's like walking down the street and a woman's like, oh, oh, you know who you look like? And he's like, um, and she's like, oh, you, you look like that boy, John Lennon. He's like, oh, oh, I've heard that. Let me, let me smile for you or something. And she's like, hmm, you know what? On second thought, you don't look very much like him at all. She walks away. It's just like That's fun. Yeah. a lot of stuff like that. So I enjoy the mm-hmm. Beatles. So I, I really had... You had no idea what you were in for I had with expectations. this. Expectations. <laughs> um, yeah, same. I'm, I've heard Beatles songs. Um, not particularly a fa- I like the songs a lot. Um, I don't particularly like the Beatles voices singing their songs, which is a legitimately controversial statement. Um, and that's just wrong. That's I'm, okay, though. I'm more familiar. This is maybe a timing thing or just a. I didn't. I am more familiar with the across the universe versions of Beatles songs than the regular ones. So to me, like when I hear what was the song that I heard in this movie where I'm like, no, this isn't how this song is sung. Um, um, come to get all together now. Yeah. But it was. Yeah. Like even all you need is love. I'm like, yeah, this one is fine. Um, so same. Like I knew what this movie generally looked like. Like, it's kind of that trippy 60s vibe of animation. And I know that, like, other uh, animation references, it, it's a mm-hmm. strong reference point in animation of just, like, psychedelic nonsense kind yeah. of goops appear and rainbows appear out of nowhere. Um, but I had never seen it either. Yeah. Um, and I will say probably you knew all but one or two songs that yeah, were I, in it. I never really listened to the um, album uh yellow submarine which is because it's specifically a soundtrack album for this movie right yeah, it's like four songs that weren't released but also yellow submarine and all you need is love that were like released on other albums yeah. i think they're both on revolver and then like seven songs that were just the soundtrack to the movie so i didn't care i didn't care about it also i think yellow submarine is among the beatles worst songs so it's the same kind okay. of vibe of I'm like okay. Octopus's Garden. It's like yeah. what what are you singing about? Yeah. So I think I'm gonna cookie timer this movie, is that correct? Oh, you're doing this one. Because I definitely can't do the other one. Oh, may I just sorry. May I just say? Uh I also knew about the blue meanies because there was a wonderful, hilarious professional wrestler, mm-hmm. uh good friend of Al Snow's, mm. named the Blue Meanie. Aww. He was a fat guy with blue hair and uh he was great. All right. It probably still is great. I don't know if he's still wrestling. Yeah. But Blue Mini, great. Oh, man. We're about to see Mickey in a bunch of brooms. So I'm going to get through this. Do you want to tell you? Really do you want to tell the brooms first well, so you don't get distracted? Yeah, I think that's about right. right. So uh, I don't care for Fantasia. I, and I appreciate it as what it did for. And you're a music teacher. I'm a. Mm-hmm. Well, and that. So one of the reasons I don't care that much about Fantasia is because. It's not for kids. Mm-hmm. It is 
the segments are way too long for kids. Um, you think it's going to be fun. Like I had it as my sub plans, like my first year of teaching or second year. And then I'm like, oh, no, kids don't care about this. No. There are a couple segments you can show them that they really love. Um, Fantasia 2000, the Rhapsody in Blue through New York. That's, that's, my, really that's my favorite Fantasia segment. Um, anything like kids respond to plot and characters yeah. and Fantasia sequences don't have that except for the Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, which is the Mickey being a wizard. Yeah. Um, which isn't even originally from Fantasia. No. So it, this version, yes, you can only see it in Fantasia, okay. but it was originally developed as like kind mm. of a special Mickey, um, Silly sing-along. Yeah. But then they went like four times over budget on it because Walt just kept wanting more things. And they yeah. were like, and Roy's like, no, we need to build a whole movie Silly out of Symphony. this. Silly Symphony. Silly Symphony. Yeah, that's it. Um, I would sing along to this, though. And so the first time I actually saw Fantasia all the way through without like piecing out was when I was adult. I believe I was recovering from either wisdom tooth surgery mm. or a broken foot. So painkillers were involved. So you were like, you were a little spaced out. Yeah, painkillers yeah. were involved. And I'm like, well, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I love Fantasia. And then quickly realized like, well, kids don't give a crap. No. But this scene <laughs> came on. Which scene? This, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Mm -hmm. The um, podcast people can't hear, uh, yeah, see our TV. Yeah, but we've said it now like three times. I'm just making sure. Anyway, and... My brother comes down halfway through the scene and I just look at him and I say, the thing about this one, too many brooms. <laughs> and now it's been a joke in our it's family. It's been a family joke. Seven, eight years. Um, yeah. And it's true. That That's is the true. thing about this too one. Too many brooms. Mickey conjures up. He, he plays, uh, plays around in the sorcerer's so, basement and yes. makes it flood and then has the brooms clean it up. And then he Kate, you're not on brooms. a cookie timer for this. All right, well. Cool. It so be. I just do want to say... Um, I think something interesting about Fantasia and about Yellow Submarine uh, and probably Inter Inter Interstellar um, is context. Mm. So we come from a generation where we grew up with music videos mm -hmm. uh, being like three to four minutes telling a story, doing a whole thing. Um, and also the first time I heard a lot of the classical music in Fantasia was mm -hmm. in Fantasia. Mm-hmm. I wonder, growing up, like listening to to classical mm. music, if you're in the audience and you're like, well, I'm a big fan of classical music, and then you see this animation set to mm -hmm. it, is that blowing your mind in a way that we can't appreciate? Right. Because we're like, oh, yeah, it, it's like classical music and animation. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh. Yeah, I think that's one side of it, and I think we'll get to later, like this idea of we also grew up on narrative movie, like animated mm -hmm. musicals, um, which this is what, number three in Disney feature films? Yeah, So it's you early. only have what, Snow White and Bambi, I think at this point. And this is like a completely different thing. This is, this is more like Silly Symphonies, just yeah. a bunch strung together with better music and better animation. Um, so there is a context even for this, like, oh. oh, I recognize this genre of animation. Well, speaking of, anyway, speaking of movies that we don't have the context for, <laughs> Kate, why don't you tell us about, let's go for it. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock for yellow submarine okay. and I'm going to try to summarize it. Okay. All right. 
So there's this town that has, I think it's the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band and they're playing music, everyone's playing music. And then there's these blue meanies that come around and they don't like music. So they put a blue bubble around the Yellow Submarine band and then they, not the Yellow Submarine, the band. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, yeah. Yeah. And then they turn the rest of the town into statues and they're taking over. But one guy escapes on a Yellow Submarine and he's like a admiral guy Mm -hmm. and he escapes on his flying yellow submarine he finds the beetles one by one in these kind of confusing escher hallways and they have to stop the blue meanies so that this town and its music can come back so basically after that it's just a big long trip uh that interspersed with beetles songs that they kind of just set up just so that they can put it in there um, it's like, oh, we're going through time and space. Oh, now we're young. Oh, now we're old. Oh, will you still love me when I'm 64? Um, so there's like no transitions, but that's okay. So they go through that zone and they go through like a monster dinosaur zone and everything mm-hmm. is kind of alphabet people kind of sca- or letter people terrifying. And then they find the blue meanies and they defeat the glove by taking the G off of the word glove and saying, no, all you need is love. And that defeats the glove. But then there are more meanies oh, that yeah. come up. And then they have to defeat a bulldog. And they do it by playing a piano. And then they have to defeat the meanies like a third time. Hmm. And they do it by getting all the instruments and playing really loud. And then the meanies go away. And then the people come back to life. They also use the people statues as like pawns and shields and... Anyway, they break the bubble by like punching it really hard and then they sing together and play together and then the real Beatles show up in live action form um, and they say goodbye and the movie's done. All you need is love. All you need is love. The thing about this one is too many brooms. Okay. So um, the they actually don't punch the bubble. Uh, Ringo has a hole in his pocket. Mm, he pulls out the hole. They try to punch the bubble. Yeah. Right. So... There's a lot in this. Before we get into like, I, I this was a miserable viewing experience. It it really was for us. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, people. So who... if you're if you're a fan, hey, good good on you. I'm sure there are, I'm sure there's context in which this is much more interesting as mm-hmm. a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was a pretty rough viewing experience. Um, things I noticed. Where there was like that that long hallway scene where they were running in and out of different mm-hmm. doors. This is before Scooby Doo, and that's mm. a regular Scooby Doo gag. Yeah. So, like, I I don't know if that's a thing that's been done a bunch of times before, or mm-hmm. if it's like these cool avant garde artists. Yeah. If came you up haven't this seen thing. this, or I guess Scooby Doo, it's like a thing with. There's a lot of doors on either side of the hallway and a character goes in one door but then comes out like four doors later on the other side mm-hmm. and it's Yeah, it's like a your... like a it's a if you've seen any episode of Scooby Doo, you've seen this happen. Right, right. A pop song plays over it. Um so like that's something I noticed. And there were like a couple of things like that where I'm like Oh, is this where that came from? Or mm-hmm. like I was saying, like the because this art- is 1968, right? So this is a year before like Sesame Street, right. Kind of brings a more regular animated thing, like and you know this is a movie of non sequiturs, yeah. essentially, and that's kind of what Sesame Street animated segments are closer okay. to like what Disney was doing, yeah. And even because Jungle Book is 67, yeah. So Disney is using animation in terms of a very narrative structure, right? And this is just like, well, we don't 
Like, uh, here's a story if you want I it. Feel, but... I feel like this this came from like an art scene mm. rather than an animation scene. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that really stuck out to me, which I know had like happened before Terry Gilliam did it for Monty Python, mm. but like using pictures of people, mm. like using an actual picture and like animating the mouth or yeah, like, like pop arty looking. Yeah. Um, which is, which is really neat and is very effect- effective at doing certain things. But yeah, I, I had never seen that pre Monty Python. Mm hmm. It may have, it probably existed plenty before, but it mm-hmm. was really neat to see. Yeah. Um. So there's just like a lot of, so when I say that we lack the context for Fantasia, I think we also lack the context for Yellow Submarine. I agree. Like yeah. this is, we're 50 years after it, mm-hmm. 52 years after it mm-hmm. at this point. So like, you know, I don't know where the world is at at this time. I, I do know... There's a lot, of, like, a lot of documentaries on the year after it. Yeah. <laughs> I know everyone's like really embracing the kind of psychedelic movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot in this movie that we don't quite understand. Yeah. No. And just a bunch of references to like yes. they're making references to things in so British many culture and that things I'm just in like, 60s culture. Talking about. I really like this was a pretty effective just time machine. Mm. Um and not, but not like the kind where you can do a butterfly effect. Just the kind where you're completely disoriented. Right. <laughs> um, but I really felt like, oh, I just don't know what year it is right now. There's nothing I can kind of grab onto that's a yeah modern. Anyway, he, yeah. see, here's the part where Mickey's tugging at his. I told you jacket. that hadn't happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's a little rough. Um, we watched another when the movie. songs were on. It was it was nice. Yeah, when the songs were on, it was great. Yeah, because they just felt like kind of artsy music videos. Yeah, they had nothing. They had nothing to do with it. Yeah, anything. But we watched another movie. We did. Speaking of, you already did a segue, but I'll do a second one because I interrupted your segue. Go I'm for sorry. it. Sorry. Uh, speaking of visuals that have uh, little to do with the music. Okay. Um. We watched another movie. Yeah. Interstellar. I, I would not have done that five, segue. Five, Yikes. Five. Well, that was it's harsh. not really. I don't think it's supposed to be. No, it's not. Interstellar is a Daft Punk album. What album is it? Discovery. So it's and then so it's a and 2003 film. Is that the same year as the it's album? A 2001 album. Okay. Um and Discovery according to Daft Punk mm-hmm. is um kind of about embracing music as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and like hearing it as they did when they were kids when it was like cool this is fun let's do it this means it's great music mm-hmm. sort of thing um, which it, it, it relates strongly to their childhood memories incorporating their love of cinema and character according to Wikipedia um, Interstellar is um, about a outer space rock band that gets kidnapped yeah so it's different. Dick, when did you first learn of this movie or what's your Daft Punk history? So I'll start with Daft Punk. I kind of know a little bit of Daft Punk, um, but not much. Like I've heard them as much as most people have heard them, except I haven't seen the new Tron, so I haven't heard that. Mm. Um, I think they're pretty good. I don't know. They're fine. Um, I've never really listened to them but I enjoyed everything on this Interstellar mm-hmm. soundtrack. 
Um, my experience with the movie is uh, I really loved the music video for One More Time, uh, which is basically footage from the movie. One more time. Yeah. Um, it's like the band from the movie playing the song. No. Oh, that's yeah. just the music video. The music video is just the band nice. playing the song. So I don't know when I found out that it was a movie, mm. but it was long after uh, I was like, oh, this music video is so cool. Oh, I, I wish they made like a movie of this or something. Oh. <laughs> and it turns out they did. You're in luck. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, I... It- I've probably heard more Daft Punk songs than I know mm. because I think even that's looking at just this soundtrack and this album, I'm like, oh, that's Daft Punk. Mm. Oh, th- right. That's not originally a Kanye West song. That's another, <laughs> right? Like, so I, I'm sure I've heard more than I right. know. But yeah, not a Daft Punk. I think it was only like two years ago that I learned that they're a band that does helmets and only helmets. Oh. Like they don't. They don't perform with their faces. That started on this album. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, they were face people before. They were face people. And, and now they're furs. They, yes. <laughs> in like Disney They were World. face characters. Now they're fur yeah. characters. Uh, they said they had an accident in their studio that turned them into robots. Cool. Yep. So my experience with this film is watching four minutes of a different film. Uh, my, pr- my prior experience Electroma. with this film. <laughs> Electromo. We- so when you type in Daft Punk movie, you think there's only going to be one uh, search result. Yeah. Wrong. There are multiple mm-hmm. search results for Daft Punk movies. Um, only one of them is animated, I believe. That, that may or may not be true. Well. I can't confirm. Um, so we started watching first on YouTube a movie called Ele- Electroma. Is that Electroma. It? And it starts with uh, just a desert, like kind of Grand Canyon-y, um, and then Daft Punk driving in a car through the desert. Yeah. And it's pretty silent besides the sound of a car's engine for the entire like three and a half minutes we watched before. And, was it you who said? Well, no, I said, <laughs> I, I, I was looking and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I know it's animated. I've seen parts of it, but... I mean, maybe it starts this way. And you were like looking up and on Wikipedia, you're like, oh, interesting. It doesn't have any of Daft Punk's music. And I'm like, this is not the right movie. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so I've accidentally seen one and like uh, one-tenth of a Daft Punk movie. Yeah. It wasn't that one. But yeah, this one I had never heard of before the, um, the suggestion came in from Spencer. I had not seen any part of the video like yeah. i mean i didn't know that daft punk was robot so i'm just in the dark um yeah so this was a brand new experience for me and we should explain which we i don't think we ever did the aliens in the daft punk movie are blue yes they're not daft punk no but that's why but our, the beatles that's in the why beatles our blue, movie that's why our blueberry drink makes sense you did say there are blue characters at great. the beginning great i couldn't say, remember yeah. if i said that yeah, yeah we got blue meanies we got blue rock band aliens yeah yeah yeah, Beatles are in their movie, although they're not voiced by the Beatles. Until the end, and then they are. But Daft Punk is not. It, well, they make a cameo. They make a cameo, but how much do you make a cameo in an animated movie where you don't have a line? Right. Well, they, yeah. Right? I like, guess their singing is technically them in the movie. So, like, their characters are drawn. It's it's weird to call it a cameo. I'm they're confused the, They're the Leah that. Salonga and Brad Kane of this movie. 
they get to sing, but they're not actually the character. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Dick, I think it's your turn to cookie summary. Yeah, you uh, got it. This movie. Okay. Are you just going to read from Wikipedia? I'm pulling up the Wikipedia uh-huh. so that I can address the character names. Yeah, but the characters don't have names in the movie. Okay, I will address them by the names that we came up with. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Ready? Yeah. Set. Begin. We open on a band. The band is called Interstella or Stella or Stellarific or something like no that. No idea. And there, um, there are four members. Uh, one of them we named Daft. Mm-hmm. She's a lady. One of them is named Punk. He's a guy. One of them is named Chunk. He's a chubby drummer. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is named Lunk. Uh-huh. He's like a cool guy with an afro. Uh-huh. Uh, that is their names. Uh, they get kidnapped and like kind of like mind controlled by a record producer mm-hmm. who uses them on to, Earth. On Earth. Yes, yeah, so by a record producer who takes them to Earth and who uses them to like get gold and platinum records and stuff. Um, and they uh, get rescued by another alien. From their planet. Yep, except for Daft, the girl, whose actual name is Stella, but Daft. Um, she uh, does not get rescued, and then the record producer goes on to keep uh, using her to create uh, these mega hits. Mm-hmm. And then they find a way to rescue her. They go rescue her. And um, somewhere along the way, uh, the alien who tries to rescue them at the beginning dies mm-hmm. and transfers something to her. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, they end up in this like underground lair where it turns out the record producer is like using all these gold records to summon the devil or something oh wow i don't remember yeah, i don't you got yeah so, 18 seconds to figure it out <laughs> anyway um yeah he's 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 doing that and then they destroy the last record and they go back to space because they, they like captain planet their ghost friend yeah yeah and then they go back to space yeah yep. there you go there we go Great. Um, and then in the end, uh, we see like a little boy dreaming of uh, Daft Punk. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cute. Yeah. There's a lot. There's, there, there's I guess, a cohesive plot going mm-hmm. on. Um, but it's hard to remember the details because it just can takes I, a turn. Can I, by the way, mention that he has kidnapped aliens from all over the place? That's what I thought you were going to say. That's I was I got, trying to help you and then you went a different direction. No, I was trying to remember what he was trying to do. The, the, the difficult thing about this is that it is, there is no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And these songs do not explain what's going on because they weren't written for no. this story in the first place. Kind of feels like the Transformers movie soundtrack, where you're like a little bit. Well, why is Dare to Be Stupid playing now? That doesn't have anything right. to do with what's going on, right? But they just liked the beat, I guess. Which is <laughs> which is to be fair, is basically what Daft Punk does is beats. Like yeah, and it each was, of their songs has like a total of ten words in like, them. I had a I had a good time with this. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed watching it. I liked it. Like, you know, Fantasia has these individual bits mm-hmm. where there's like, there's a story and there's some song. Def, the uh, Interstellar, it's nice because it's a full story. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a simple enough story that you can generally follow it. Mm-hmm. 
And the details aren't actually important. No. I don't know what this guy is doing with these well, gold he's been, records. He's been kidnapping. I mean, right? It's revealed that like he was behind Mozart, right? Yeah. Like Mozart was an alien he kidnapped yeah. and turned into Mozart. Yeah. Like this guy is an immortal. Like Mozart with like Jimi Hendrix, Aretha Franklin. Like yeah. they go through like this whole. So it's all these is people. Is Daft Punk in that too? Is that one of the jokes? I don't know. Um, but so he, yeah, he, he uses all these gold records and he's doing something with them and it yeah. doesn't really matter what. See, I missed, I missed that he was getting, I missed that he was doing something with the gold records, oh. um, over like just getting independently wealthy. Yeah. When he was at the end, when he was in that like giant sacrifice chamber, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and all the pillars were like coated in gold records cause he needed them to complete some sort of ritual or something. The... The thing about this night that we watched this movie, these movies yeah. were too many film tracks. We watched yeah. Yellow Submarine and um, Interstellar back to back, and I don't. My brain was worn out after Yellow. Submarine. I would describe you as having a lower tolerance than yeah, me to these movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, by the end of this movie, I was just kind of letting it wash over me, which was which was fun. Yeah. And fine. Um. But uh, so my point mm-hmm. is. Interstellar has a plot. It doesn't like none of the details matter, and I think that's something that's done really well. In mm-hmm. it. No. So what do what do you think is like the reason? So these two movies, taking Fantasia out of it, the Yellow Submarine and Interstellar are single band mm-hmm. movies. Interstellar is. Is it commissioned by Daft Punk? Or I guess, why do you make a movie of each of these bands' music? And why do you make these movies from these bands' musics? That's a great question. Because Yellow Submarine is not the Beatles producing it. Right. Like, it has an Apple Music producing credit, but that might just be because the songs are in it, and that's an automatic part of the contract. Right, and they're and they they appear in it, but yeah, like anything. I think Beatles are producers, technically, on Beatles Rock Band. Okay, like because anything Beatles, they get like right. But it wasn't like you know John said to Paul, "Let's make an animated movie." It was someone else came up with the idea, pitched it. They said, "Yeah, why not?" So this was um, Interstellar was written and produced by Daft Punk. Okay, directed by someone else. By a uh, uh, Japanese director, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia does not have any information on him, so I okay. don't know what else he did. But I do know this was by Toei Animation, who did, among other things, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, ah. and um, more recently, One Piece, I believe. So they've got a long anime history. Yeah, I'm not sure if we said before this point, you might have, that this is an anime style yeah. animation Yeah, um, I mean, on it's, the Daft Punk one. Yeah, it's, it's anime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's gorgeous in all the cool ways that that anime is, mm-hmm. but also like a little cheap because it's TV anime, right? Like yeah. it's yeah, it's a company that mainly does or is mainly known by me mm-hmm. for TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, and how did this premiere? I'm sorry, I'm just asking you to like look up Wikipedia. Yeah, you really I could have looked up before. Did either of these have theatrical releases? Probably I, the Beatles I one. Don't, I don't know. Well, listener, that's a challenge for you. Yeah. You're gonna look. Kate, up, you're asking uh, me a lot of questions I that I don't have answers to. So, okay, here's here's a hypothetical. But your question, que- your initial question, yeah, is why why make these films? 
The Beatles one I see because it's money. Money's the reason to make that film, right? Uh-huh. Like you put anything with the Beatles name on it out in the 60s and people are going to pay to see it. They're going to pay for the soundtrack and the merchandise or whatever. Um, so that makes sense. And it makes sense why things are kind of, why their songs are kind of shoehorned into a plot that's barely a plot. It's just like, all right, let's put in another Beatles song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's put in this Beatles song. What about this one? Well, let's just put in them all. It's like great. it's, it's not. It's the same premise of uh, across the universe of like, well, how many Beatles songs can we fit into this plot loosely? Uh, that kind of mirrors something of the Beatles, right? But I do think across the universe does it more seamlessly than Yellow Submarine, the movie where the Beatles are more directly involved. Yeah. Which is too bad. <laughs> yeah. So is it money? Like, do you, do you find any other reasons why this is made? For Interstellar? No, uh, so for the Yellow, Yellow Submarine? Submarine? I have for, no idea. Okay. I did zero research on Yellow Submarine. I'm, I'm... Do you have any guesses as someone who likes the Beatles slightly more than I do? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Beatles were really into um, the psychedelic art scene. Mm-hmm. It was a psychedelic art movie. Yeah. I'm sure it was just pitched to them and they were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems right up their alley, and it, it does, was it was well received. Like it, we it was. we did not enjoy watching this no, movie, but everyone in 1968 did. Yeah, it was well received in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the like I there was it was just very clunky mm-hmm. to me, but a, a lot of people really loved it, and it is John Lennon's favorite Beatle movie. Yeah, John Lennon's wrong it, about was. a lot of things involving <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> He said his child enjoyed, like Sean Lennon, who at the time was child, like his child enjoyed it, which tells me more about all the other stuff Sean Lennon saw as yeah, a child. Sean and, Lennon did not get to it. Well, this I movie mean, is scary. Like, you know, it's visually unsettling. Well, not like jump scare, but like, oh, those like dinosaur Frankenstein monsters. So I would say that it is not any scarier than other British animation at the time. <laughs> okay. Because it was all fucking terrifying. Are the are Sid and Marty Croft? Are they British? Pro, I, I don't know, but like honorary Phantom <laughs> Tollbooth made yeah. me very uncomfortable. There yeah. was like a lot of like English stuff that just makes it just English animation made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that was the point, mm-hmm. but I hated it. Yeah, in general. Yeah, we watched uh, as as part of that marathon night of breaking our brains. We did watch some. Of the uh, letter people. Yeah, the the <laughs> things that we watched as children to learn about letters, I guess. They're puppets against usually a black oh, um, background so that just look haunting. And they sing a minute of a song that loosely ties into the letter that yeah. they are. Like, it's... It's like, no Sesame Street, I'll tell you that. Mr. C kept saying, like, letters... He kept saying words with Ks. yeah. And, and he was like, well, using, like, C-blend words. Like, yeah. this is not how you teach about the letter C. Like, children are not learning anything from no. this. And no. one of the, one of the like, G or something was like, oh, I'm gregarious. And yeah. I'm like, who a kid knows They're gregarious? Using, yeah, it doesn't seem like any educators were involved no. in this. Um, but it's that same, like, psychedelic nightmare fuel yeah. that this movie was. Um, so I will, I will say mm-hmm. the uh, Daft Punk album. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came up with the idea of 
doing the album or doing the movie okay. as they were coming up with the album. Okay. Even though the story isn't really tied together, doesn't really yeah relate to how they um, but they 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 pitched it um, to um, Toei, and they wanted to work with um, a uh, uh, anime. Uh, animator slash director who mm-hmm. did like a bunch of stuff that they loved as kids mm-hmm. um and this debuted on cartoon network that makes sense and that happened in the early 2000s when like cartoon network i feel like was like 90 percent anime mm. like there okay. was a there was a time where cartoon network was just yu yu haka show and it was before the, all their original content and not so much, no. but like Toonami blew up and mm. it was just uh, a ton of, they had like a two or three hour anime block okay. every day or something like that. it was, it was a lot. All right. Yeah. So yeah, this makes sense. I, okay. I actually like a lot of things click into place when, when it, when it comes to light that it's Cartoon Network debut mm. as opposed to like, so it's just, it was. Seems like it was kind of just a fun project. Like honestly, yeah, we are successful enough and have enough money that we can commission our own anime movie, and so we're gonna do it. Yeah, I I, I respect that. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and it's a fun like like a, the, that kidnapping and brainwashing plot is fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a, I had a good time in this movie. To me, like. I, I can respect Daft Punk, you know, just being like, we have the money. Um, there's no reason for it to be their music over it, um, over anyone else's. Like, I don't right. think their music adds anything specifically, except for the fact that it is primarily just kind of dance. Yeah. not I, It's not technically trance music, right. but it's that same kind of like, it's super repetitive and it the f- doesn't, it's not about lyrics. It's the just first, about... The first like two songs I think worked really well. Because mm-hmm. the first one is, is one more time. It's just, and the scene is it's a band playing a song. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Whatever song you put there is going to be fine. And then the next one is I think called Aerodynamic. And it starts with like a, like a pretty intense, but weird sounding like keyboard guitar Mm -hmm. um and that was like during a fight scene and i thought like anytime their music was in a fight scene i was like yo this is great this is high energy this is fun um or like a chase scene or or whatever but like yeah there were there were times where i was just like um okay i i don't need deft punk right here and and to me their music because i don't know as much of it and I'm not sure. really into that kind of music you could have told me like oh they extended one more time into an hour-long mix for this movie I would have been like sure oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah they you know I knew the stronger better faster stronger whatever mm-hmm. part stronger, better, like, faster, oh they're stronger. like sampling that Kanye West song in the middle of one more time <laughs> so like like you said after the first two songs it doesn't to me my ears aren't hearing anything different mm. and it doesn't matter cuz now i'm following the story yeah. and it's just kind of like background music but it is it creates like a trance like thing where i'm like i'm my one sensory input is this and my other sensory input and it doesn't match you so know i what, need to ignore something you know what it really reminds me of is like if i am playing a video game that doesn't have a lot of dialogue mm. and doesn't really have great music. 
I'll put on a podcast or I'll put on music mm. and I'll listen to some music while playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do this a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. Like there's a story unfolding and I'm listening to a Daft Punk album. Yeah. And I'm having fun and it's it's not bothering me. Yeah. But I, I would say that very rarely is it cohesive. Right. Where I'm like, oh, this couldn't be done with any other song. Right. It's or more like, like, oh, this is a cool moment for this song to be playing. Yeah. Not it's not more so like, oh, cool, I'm enjoying this. I'm yeah. listening to music that's pretty good, and I'm watching a thing that's pretty good. Yeah. These are two experiences I am enjoying. I guess the other part where it isn't the stronger, better, faster. Is yeah, yeah, when that's awesome. It's that's when the really evil guy is transforming them from blue aliens to these, like, to these mega stars that look like humans. Yeah. Like, he redoes their skin and, like, transplants human and the, memories the into their... the song is... You know, like building to yeah. that. Like, yeah. That's really cool place, man. Yeah. But there's some other scenes where I'm just like, I, oh, okay, I don't know cool. what's going on. Synthesized instruments. Great. <laughs> With a boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what one uh, question, or one, I guess, question this answers, each of these movies, including Fantasia Dick, I think uh, answers the question of, what is the prevalent drug available <laughs> in this decade? Uh-huh. Um, like, working my way backwards from Daft Punk, right? Mm-hmm. This kind of trance-like, this just loud music kind of blaring out everything else, yeah. and you can only kind of half-focus on the story, is very much... I've, I've never taken a club drug, but I feel like scenes in TV and movies where, like, someone has taken a drug at a club... Yeah kind of produce this effect that's like and, everything's a little blurry and, we are and none not, of your senses work well. To be clear, we're not throwing aspersions about any of the creators because um, I have no idea who does what. No, but... but uh, yeah, but absolutely. It's like, oh, cool. It's an, it's like an ecstasy movie. And, and no aspersions if, if you're taking those drugs and making the movie. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, like, also, like... Ha, like, have <laughs> right, fun, do, please. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, this is not like a... We're not being like, ugh. No, absolutely. But there were, were some scenes, too, that was just like... There were like strobe lights and like mm-hmm. blurry vision. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see what's happening. Moving back, Yellow Submarine. Mm. All about the psychotropic hallucinogenic. You gotta do something to make that movie better. And that's and when you say we're missing context, I think that is one of the contexts we're missing that we weren't high on mushrooms. Which when we I, were watching it. I don't know. Users right right users. Uh, <laughs> listeners, write in. It, I'm I'm like about to be 38. I feel like I'm too old to start doing mushrooms, but <laughs> f- feel free to 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 argue back because you know something something's got it. Or if, if like give. Yellow Submarine will just blow our mind with just a little bit of LSD. Yeah, we'll try it. Um, Kate especially. Nah, that's um, probably false. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, Yellow Submarine, and then Fantasia. What did we decide on? Like opiates? Yeah, I said alcohol. You said opiates. And opiates is a stronger case. Because there are some scenes in this that are not far from the pink elephants on Parade and Double. There's a little bit going on. Which is definitely opiate influenced. But there's also like, if I like, I mean, like you said, when you were on uh, Strong Painkillers, you enjoyed Fantasia Fantasia was great. Yeah, that is true. I don't know what painkillers you were on, but there's a possibility that they were opiates. Oh man! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a thesis. That's that's a thesis. That's a thesis. So, um, let me let me uh, get this out there. Uh, Fantasia is a movie with a bunch of little stories. 
Uh, Yellow Submarine is a movie with one through story. Uh, same with uh, Interstellar 5555. Why does... Let's talk about some of the reasons that Yellow Submarine doesn't work for us. Because I think it I think it needs to be addressed. Because I, I understand... I bet if you are a fan of animation and you're like, can you believe this is the animation that was happening in that time? Or or something. Like there's a there's a person that really appreciates this and it's just not necessarily us. Mm-hmm. Why didn't it work for you? What did not work about it for you? I mean, I think it is it, it this is all varying degrees of, you know, what I think are challenges for any movie that's essentially a film track. Right. Is that I don't like and Yellow Summary in its particular, um, I guess, fatal flaw for me is that it doesn't have any any plot that I care about. Right. Um, and any time that it does, they're just meddling with it and twisting with it to the point where I'm like, oh, cool, you had me, but I no longer care. Yeah. Like, you're taking too many stops. Um, Did Would you say that the, the dialogue helped you understand? Absolutely not. Why not? Uh, cause it was a lot of gibberish uh-huh. and you know, it's people do an impression of the Beatles who do not have the greatest speaking voice enunciation. So between the accent and like half the words they're saying are nonsense words anyway. And also it was like not loud enough. Like the difference between the mumbly dialogue and the audio was... Or and the like music was crazy pants. Yeah. Like the music was Yeah, we had to like blaringly it, loud. Bring it up what like five or six notches. Yeah, we were watching volume it like wise every time an 18, that it changed. Or we were actually like at a twenty for dialogue and then like at fourteen for yeah. music. Yeah. We I couldn't hear the movie. Yeah. So I mean, but that's a that's a mixing pr- like old movies we've had that problem with other old but movies. Not that bad. Not that bad, no. Um, because because most movies aren't. Uh, it just reminds. So my probably my first, um, or like my most salient interact first interaction with the Beatles was actually in a computer game that I showed you a clip of like a week or two ago from the nineties, where like you were solving mysteries and you went in a jungle and then you found these like weird slugs or some kind of like goopy guys who talked like the Beatles and then they sang this like really creepy song and I just thought it was the creepiest thing <laughs> so even when you make that voice like that Beatles impression I'm yeah. like Ugh, scared like so um, I, those voices are very creepy to me I I would say that like an, another interesting point where the Beatles are just all the time is cartoons um, specifically Animaniacs, uh, Wacko is yeah. just like a Beatles impression. Just kind of like a Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's it. That's, that's the entire voice. Yeah. Um, and that happens like fairly often. But Wacko is funny. Yeah. These I agree. Beatles. So it's, I, it's a combination, right? It's like, I, it's I my argue, least favorite thing. I argue that the Beatles are funny because those other movies are funny, I swear to God. Not the, the writing on this one. So this movie consists of puns, yeah. um, nightmare character designs, um, lots of morphing, and like poor setups for Beatles songs. 
Yeah. That's basically what this whole movie is. Let's talk about those song setups. Just a rotating cycle. You mentioned it earlier, but let's talk about those song setups Uh, because that's that's the thing that bummed me out the most. Like I we've we've you made me watch across the universe. I sure did. I don't think it's very good. I understand. But the songs most of them in Across the Universe kind of come in a way that makes sense or a way that's like earned. Mm-hmm. But in Yellow Submarine, like like the one you said earlier, the Beatles, they go across like a time loop thing mm-hmm. and they all age. Well, to first be, they Benjamin Button. The first they become super tiny slash young. It's unclear. Uh-huh. And then they age to be very old. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, Methuselah, like yeah, hundreds like of years hundreds, old, yeah. And then they sing, "Out of Nowhere" when I'm 64 starts uh-huh. playing, and they have a bunch of hair, like their white hair yeah. grows out. The to first, these, like, yeah, they they bushy. are covered in hair, yeah. And the first lyric is, "When I get old and losing my hair," no, they sure aren't. Like they are not. They none of them are losing no. their hair. They have a ton. No, um. So it's just like stuff like that where I'm I'm just annoyed by the bad setups. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think and of there's, a... And there's no song that's set up better. Like... No. They're all... Maybe Yellow Submarine because it's just like, oh, Yellow Submarine, this thing is starting. Yeah. It's a little goofy to start. But like the all you need is love that like yeah, somehow materializing the, the letters... Like Sesame Street style. They say glove. You have these like 3D letters. And the word glove appears. And then they take out, they literally remove the letter G because all you need is love. And that's. And then they start the song and it's rough. Yeah. I guess to answer your original question, this movie doesn't work for me because they don't even know what they want to do with it. I don't no. I don't see a point. Oh god. Oh. oh are you remembering things that you don't want to remember? Nowhere man. Oh my god. That I had blocked that out. They Thanks en- a lot. They end up in like this is why I'm saying it reminds me of like Phantom Tollbooth or any of those other like like white background. Any of those like books and movies for kids that like words and you're rewarded for like being clever. Mm. Um because they meet this guy who's what's his name Justin he's got like a he's like Dr. Jeremy Jeremy sorry boob yeah they say boob a lot but he's like a furry brown creature with a he looks a lot like a blue meanie he does brown yeah but his mask is blue yeah and he Speaks in rhyme and riddle, and it's just really it's annoying. Just out of like a Lewis Carroll something, and it's not fun. That's it. It's it's bad Lewis. It's annoying Lewis Carroll. Bad Lewis Carroll. That's it's funny. that's absolutely what this is, though. Is it's like, ooh, we're doing twisty words and things, mm-hmm. rah, rah, rah. and it's like, well, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. But yeah. And he says all this gibberish, and then they go, "Oh, you're no woman." He's a real like nothing. Just it's a lot of eye rolls. This movie has a lot of eye rolls. There is no reason for the Beatles to be involved in this movie. Like, there's no reason for a Beatles song to be in this. No. It. (sighs) It doesn't make. I just again, why just money? Why money? I mean, art, 
art. Money I, and I really, art. I firmly believe that this is not a money grab. But still, out of context, like, oh, I was... I was a 22-year-old who had just moved to New York and went to MoMA and went to all these contemporary art museums and stumbled through them. And I thought every video display I saw was really clever and, yeah. like, deep. And now I'm like, oh, you're doing that again? Like, and it, right? Like, this movie predates the stuff I was seeing yeah. by 40 years. But well, I'm like, so oh, this is just, like, pretentious Contemporary th- art museum. I think the video reason. Displays. I think the reason the Beatles are involved is because uh, this is just my guess. They were into the art scene, mm-hmm. like I mean, sure they got paid a little bit for mm-hmm. this or whatever, but like this brought so much more attention to this different style and mm-hmm. these different ideas of what animation mm-hmm. was and animation could be. Yeah, and. It would not. Um, it would not have gotten any attention if the Beatles weren't involved. You know, take it with a grain of salt because right. of who it is. But John Lasseter mm-hmm. credits this movie with um, making animation more like viewed as more of a serious medium to adults, yeah. as opposed to it just being for kids. Yeah. So, so. again, it's Lasseter, but <laughs> Kate. Uh, Whereas Daft Punk, I don't super understand it. It's not super for me. But I kind of get it. Yeah. But I think it, it does suffer the same challenge as like, it's not, it's not specifically made for one another. Right. Nothing like it's, it, but in a, it falls short in a different way than Yellow Submarine does where they're trying to shoehorn songs. They're not trying to shoehorn songs right. with Daft Punk. And I appreciate that. Yeah. No one says, oh man, let's do this one more time. Mm. <laughs> um, And and so it benefits from that, but it also is just like the, like I, you know, it's only, it's only an hour long, this one. Yeah. Beatles was 90 another, minutes. That was way too great long. Another great thing about the Daft yeah. Punk one. It's like an hour. It's an hour. 70 minutes But something. like at the 40 minute mark, yeah. I can't tell you really what else mm. happened. Like only really strong visual. Like I remember the dead blue fan turning into like that Captain Planet style ghost and giving them power. But, like, I tuned out, like, my brain stopped. Right. Because there's no dialogue to hang on to. And, again, there's more cohesive story, but just the things aren't matching. Yeah, and, and it's so it's hard paying attention out. when there's no break in it. The, one thing that's interesting about Fantasia mm-hmm. is, like, for better or for worse, there's just a dude that talks to you between songs. Yeah. So it's like, hey... Take a little break from listening mm-hmm. to music and listen to some dialogue. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You heard some dialogue. Let's go back to the music. You got like a little music break. Well, you get um like mm-hmm. like when you're at like um uh, wine tasting and you mm. have like a sip of water between palate the wines. Cleanser. Yeah, yeah, palate cleanser. Thank you. I think also what helps Fantasia and I again it's two hours and that's too long. Like we turn this on at the beginning of the podcast and we're like, oh, this goes the whole movie. We're yeah. we're done. Like, no. <laughs> um. But I will say each segment is in a different animation style, mm. like the, less so than Fantasia 2000, which I think is more diverse in right. its animation styles. But at least like we're watching the Pegasuses now in... Um, it's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks different than The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And right. It looks different than the stuff they were doing in the Nutcracker suite. And, right. Um, so even if this one thing isn't your thing, you know about eight minutes from now it's going to be something different. Right. 
So it kind of, it's a reactivate every eight minutes. And then you might kind of zone out again. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah I think, I, you know, I've never been though the type of person who can like sit through an orchestral concert. Like I need words or I need like really programmatic music where it's like when you hear the timpani come in, the composer meant this. Like mm. I need like, I mean, Peter and the Wolf has narration, but I need something like that where I'm like, okay, cello means this and timpani means this or like this motif, this like little melody yeah. means that this character or this So you wouldn't is... just go to like a choir concert? Dick, I like singing in choirs. <laughs> this is, sorry, as a music teacher, this yeah. could, this is not going to get me fired, but no, I don't really care about going to live concerts if it's not musical theater. Interesting. I don't like. I love seeing bands. I love seeing bands. I don't... I need to know 80% or more of the songs. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I either need to know most, if not all, of the songs, Mm -hmm. or I need to know none of the songs, Mm -hmm. but just know that it's a genre I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the guy that that watches the opening bands, Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm excited to see if Mm -hmm. they're good. And then when they're not good, uh, I leave for a while and then come back. (laughs) But, like... um. Yeah, it's it's that's interesting that you're less interested in well, I mean music you can just you can listen to any way you want. Mm-hmm. And or create any way you want. There's mm-hmm. there's no rule that says you can only go see it in a theater. Right. Same with movies, same with mm-hmm. anything, right? Although it used to be, right? Like right. talking about context, when the time of, you know, when Fantasia comes out, you there's not really recorded music that's easily it it's it's a new thing right to have like records of your favorite orchestral suites um and so it was a thing that like you would go to an orchestra concert to the philharmonic or whatever right to hear this beethoven piece that you really love you don't have it on repeat at home right um and again, like I'd have to look up the you know when record players go into homes, yeah, those are just boobs on the Pegasus half. Mm-hmm. Wait, There's a lot this, of nudity in this scene. This movie, strangely, like, I, I does Fantasia have nips? Um, I thought yeah. it did. It could be that we're watching this on Disney Plus. So, Is guys, we're in edited? the Pe- we're in the Pegasus scene that has like the the Mer Pegasuses. What is it? It's a what's that creature called? It's the a, centaur centaurs. Centaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the centaurs, and there's a lot oh, there's of a lot boobs of butt. and lots of butts. But this one Pegasus was like she was drying off, and she, just she was had like full shaking her boobs, boobs and shaking her butt. Yeah, this is a scene you cannot show to children in your subplans. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you skip this scene. <laughs> also, it's just really there's so many naked babies. Just a lot of naked babies. Oh man, you don't see like genitalia, just butts. A nice hat, though. Um, yeah, she got a hat out of a flower. He's peeling off a tree. Okay, I'm done. I'm done narrating this. See um, if you can find where we're at in the time code. Cool, Kate. Do you have any? Do you have anything more to <laughs> add on these two movies? I don't. Okay, we're. I don't. I think we need to move on. Yeah, we're we're gonna make this a, a shorter podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you one more one more question, yes. Kate. Um, you're a big fan of musical theater, and sure am. You have a definition of what you consider to be let's say contemporary musical theater mm-hmm. 
which mm-hmm. is kind of the um, not Alan Menken, but Howard Ashman. Uh, when you can't speak anymore, you sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the reason that you break into song. And that's the only reason that you break into mm-hmm. song is because you need to express something through song. Mm-hmm. Um, you are less a fan of non-traditional musical theater or, or older musical theater. Oh, super traditional musical yeah, theater. <laughs> where there's just music because there's a song here. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel? We've watched um, Yellow Submarine, which is... Not at all a musical. No. Uh, and then we watched, we've got Fantasia on in the background. We watched uh, 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 the Deaf Punk movie, which I keep. Interstella. Interstella. Uh, 5,555. 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, Stellas. No. Um, so, uh, and we watched, we watched Interstella. What do you feel about the way. Um, do you, do you think there's potential for a movie to work in that way? In the way of like, here is a bunch of music. This is all we're doing. And it's set to an album and we have no dialogue or anything like that. Like, does does that work as a movie? So what you're describing, the, the only successful version of <laughs> Sorry, what you're describing. I, I don't know what I'm saying. No, no, no. But... The only successful de- uh, version of what you're describing is the show moving out that at least that I've seen okay is moving out right it's a jukebox stage musical of mm. Billy Joel music but it was um it's it's essentially a ballet yeah there's not if, if I'm remembering it correctly there is little to I think no dialogue spoken by the actors okay it's just a guy like a Billy Joel stand-in at a piano who is singing all the songs it's not even like American Idiot where you have like a chorus or anything. It's right. a guy singing I all the songs. About American Idiot. Yeah. And it, it's just dancers dancing. Like there's a, I think it's, to, is Tony moving out? Is that the character in the song? Anyway, there's a guy who like moves out. It, it's very similar to Across the Universe in how it approaches its plot. It's just yeah. kind of like a coming of age story through a few different decades. Someone has a drug problem because there's a Billy Soul pro, Billy Joel song about a drug problem right like and i think it worked again i take this with a grain of salt because i saw it when i was 16 and sure everything's great when you're 16 yeah um you've seen your first broadway but i think it worked in the way i think it worked in the way that the daft punk movie works in that like okay this thing that i'm hearing is not super related to this thing that i'm seeing like you're using two different mediums and you're not mixing them in terms of like the, you know, the dancers are not singing and the right. Billy Joel piano player is not dancing. Right. But this is working for me. And because Billy Joel songs are tiny musicals, right? Like mm. he has story songs. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Would I now in my 30s? I don't know. But that would be to me like a jukebox style movie would be. And that's like... I, I understand all the criticisms of the cross of across the universe, and I I don't if love it don't, as much I'm as I used to, to. Give you more as a late teens, early twenties sure. person, but but I think it, it it works better than Yellow Submarine, yeah, for certain, and it's it it is a potential bl- blueprint for what you're describing and the question you're asking is that you kind of make this loose. It's more of a pastiche yeah. than anything else, where the characters aren't important. And more their archetypes are, because in across the universe you have different stand-ins, and it and it takes place across the decade of the Beatles 
music yeah. career um and you have like the straight laced kid and you have the hippie and you have yeah. the one who goes into the military and you have the one who gets addicted to drugs like all these things that are kind of splotchy represented in multiple Beatles songs that you can kind of tie together as the the threads through the songs nice but I don't think any of these three movies does what I just described no I would agree <laughs> Okay, cool. Let's wrap this up. Let's yeah. let's do final cuts. Final cuts. And Kate, I'm going to let you go first because right. I like you so much. Yeah. Can you give me a scene shout out for Yellow Submarine? And also remind me what my scene shout out was? Yeah. Because I, I had one, but uh, I can't remember it now. Oh, I'm going to take it. Ah. No, I'll remind you of what it was. All right. Scene shout out for Yellow Submarine. I will say when... Um, Oh, man, I need the soundtrack up. It was whatever song I recognized first after Yellow Submarine. Because the the first, this movie's 90 minutes long. I think the first half hour of it maybe only has one Beatles song. Like, I think it's just yeah, Yellow like Submarine. Yeah, they're weirdly spread out. And there's a long break of the really hard to understand dialogue oh no like some really Ellen, trippy eleanor rigby is eleanor rigby is right is away like right away what's after eleanor rigby uh day in the life would be the next one you know oh, i don't know that song all together now yeah i don't whatever it might have been Ele- eleanor rigby or it was it see i can't even remember doesn't it, matter but it was a beatles song that broke up this like just hot mess of plot and dialogue and scary visual that I'm like, oh, oh, it's a Beatles song. I like part of what my senses are taking in right now. Oh, like I like some of this. And this is, we talked about this throughout the movie that we're just kind of waiting for the next song to come in because mm-hmm. then it's at least something to anchor us, something familiar. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, oh, I know all the words to this song, but it's some kind of familiar when the narrative structure is structure is so foreign yeah. and the visual style is so foreign it's like oh i Something get this even if i don't know this specific beatles song yeah there's a framework to it it has a steady beat it has like <laughs> something to anchor so i will say yeah that first song let's let's call it eleanor rigby great yeah what did, would you like a hint dick yeah um so toward the end of the film, but I not feel at like the it's end. Someone getting hurt or something, right? There's a bubble around the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club band. Yeah. And the Beatles are there. Uh-huh. Please tell me. Oh, I, I don't thought remember. This was, the the Beatles are there and they're trying to break the bubble. Yeah. And so the first thing they do is just try to ram it with their bodies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then they try to like punch it with their fists or with the instruments they have. And then yeah, Ringo finds the hole in its pocket. And attaches it to the side. That's my scene shout out. <laughs> I like when they just you ran out with it their in bodies. The film. Yeah, it's funny. I like physical humor, and it was it was the. I mean, again, if you hadn't already called it and then forgotten it, yeah. but that would have been mine too because it yeah. legitimately made me laugh. It was a funny moment. It yeah. reminds me of what you describe as the other movies that I have not seen: Hard Day's Night. And yeah, where it's like it's just like kind of wacky and fun and a little silly. slapstick yeah. and. Yeah, silly over anything else. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also kind of like the that Ringo has a hole in his pocket. He has yeah. like a, a portable hole that he can put places. Because yeah. it reminds me of Roger Rabbit, a much better movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of cartoony. Okay, what about Interstellar 555? Yeah, um, I really liked the scene 
like you think you know what the movie's about like this guy's brainwashed these aliens into becoming this like super pop band that yeah. makes him lots of money and then that twist where they like look into that like volcano gorge and they like see all of these past kidnappings that he's done like, like oh every great artist mozart was an alien oh yeah. hendrix oh aretha franklin yeah. oh like <laughs> um and it's like oh this is a bigger yeah. thing than just this one band that was kind of a cool moment it didn't really go anywhere right like um because like but, dialogue could have helped that sure but it was neat to have a twist in a movie Without a single word of dialogue. Yeah, where I, I wasn't expecting there to be a twist. I was yeah. more expecting just kind of a landscape. Right. Yeah. Nice. Dick, what about you? Um, my scene shout out is going to be the uh, stronger, faster, louder, faster, stronger. <laughs> I don't know the name of that song either. It's just a bunch of adjectives. Um, but yeah, it, that scene, uh, as we said earlier, is is just super... Like, it's effective because mm-hmm. the song is kind of talking about what's happening, but not directly talking about yeah. what's happening. And it, it really, I feel like this movie really works for like three or four songs mm-hmm. and then kind of like, uh, kind of falls off. Where yeah. It's like, okay, these songs are just kind of songs now, yeah. um, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's one where it, it really worked. Yeah. yeah. Just for fun, you yeah. have Fantasia scene shout out? Yeah, Chernabog. Oh, yeah, you love that guy. Yeah, he's a giant demon, and he's awesome. And I had a shirt of him from when I was like 8 to when uh-huh. I was like 16 and could no longer wear it. He's the one, he's the knight on Bald Mountain. That yeah, big, he's like, a giant cool demon. Yeah. Yeah. I will find that shirt again. Yeah. yeah. Too many brooms. Too many brooms. It's mine. Yeah. Just went like, the Mickey animation in this, this is the first... Um, instance of mickey with eye whites and pupils mm. as opposed to just the black just the black beady eyes yeah. yeah um and i think this is like one of the only you know prior to like this new 2010s cartoon of mickey mm. this like reboot this is one of the only sequences where i'm like oh mickey yeah i love <laughs> mickey any other cartoonies and i'm like i don't oh, i don't care funny. about mickey but like He's genuinely uh, shell shocked by this, like, oh no, not now I have too many brooms. Yeah. Uh, too many brooms. Oh, it's so fun. All right, Kate. Yep. Uh, if you've got an MVP. MVP. I'm trying to spell it with my hands, and I'm Neat. not being successful. It's it's working great. If you had an MVP to pick from these these two movies, uh, be it a character, mm-hmm. a uh, director, a voice actor, uh, if you if there's a voice actor you particularly loved in either of these. Um, yeah, who would your MVP of these two movies be? Oh, boy. Um, Billy Joel? Um, I don't think he was involved. <laughs> Not directly, anyway. Um, let's... You know what? Let's credit Walt Disney. Because... <laughs> You probably haven't heard of him. He's not even involved in either he, of these. But no, I do no, feel no, like no, we no, found no. in our research. Okay, oh, then this will be my runner-up. This will okay. be an honorary mention. Because I do feel like in the research for both of these movies, people cited, oh, well, Fantasia was one of the inspirations for us to do this movie. That's... For both Yellow Submarine. And I think I found it for Interstellar as well. Okay. Um, And if not, you, you know, it's clearly... 
influenced by that. So yeah. that, this was Walt. That was Walt's idea. That's nice. That's honorary mention. I guess um, um, uh, the director of Interstellar, I guess, like, he, he did a great job telling a visual story, which is not easy to do. Right. But it's one of the things that I think good animated movies do best is mm-hmm. that even if the sound is off, even if you're listening to a different language, even if you're listening to a Daft Punk album over your movie, you should still be able to know what's going on. Um, and the animation is very clear in this movie. It's great visual storytelling. So yeah. good work. Do you have a do you have a name? Yeah. I, well, the director of this was uh, uh, Kazuhisa Takanuchi, okay. um, who's not a name I know and he doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. Um, but the guy who like supervised produced it, who Daft Punk were like, yo, you got to be on this movie. Mm. Uh, his name is uh, Leiji Matsumoto. Mm. Um, he is probably most famous for doing Space Battleship Yamato. Um, but he's done like a ton of stuff, uh, including that, obviously. Uh, Submarine Super 99, Galaxy Express 999, a lot of nines. So he just does numbers in movies. He does numbers, movie. yeah. He does numbers in transportation. Number, cool. Yeah, cool, nice. Is that, that's your MVP? No, my oh. MVP uh, is, hold on, I'm finding his actual name, Beryl. Oh. Beryl is the guy that we called Chunk. Uh, Chunk. He's the chubby little drummer yeah. of the band, and he's funny. Yeah. And also he has... Um, he looks like a Smurf. Yeah. he Well, yeah. He looks like Krillin from Dragon Ball. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't even has, know who that is, but I know but who you're talking about. You know. Yeah. He has... Or, or like, a, like a baby Goku. He has no eye whites. He just has pupils. Old Mickey eyes. He has old Mickey eyes. And he's just... Uh, he's, t- he's like a, an archetype that I like. And mm-hmm. I think I said to you at the beginning, I'm like, oh, if there's a chubby character in an anime, he's the best character. <laughs> So, yeah. Neat. Yeah. Dick, <gasps> if you were to do a crossover between Ooh. the two movies, Yellow Submarine yeah. and Daft Punk, any kind of mixing of creative minds or characters or elements, hmm. what would you, what would your crossover be? Oh, that's surprisingly hard. You know what? I would, I would cross over Chunk and Ringo mm-hmm. and I would just send them on an adventure together. Oh, they would both love that. Yeah. Yeah. They're both kind of like the. Oh. <laughs> I was pointing at you to talk while I was trying to sneeze. Oh. It's I, okay. I got confused. You didn't know that. And you were just pointing at me. I got um, scared. No, because they're both kind of like the the lesser member of the band. They're both drummers. They're both they're the both, drummers. Yeah. And uh, I think they'd have fun being like kind of dopey and weird together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Kate? Crossover. Um, I think it would be fun to have the plot of Interstellar onto Yellow Submarine, where the Beatles get kidnapped by aliens yeah. and get cha- or like or like the Beatles are the super group, right? Yeah. That like, and then it becomes the movie Yesterday, where the Beatles never existed. And they, anyway. um, <laughs> no, I think that would be fun to have. Like, I feel like okay. Here's what I want. Maybe a new movie. Okay. I liked what you were doing there already. Yeah. Where like it's Beatles songs, but it turns out that the Beatles are, or it's like a stand in for the Beatles, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like, um, uh, now I'm trying to think. Like of, in Sgt. Pepper's where they're played by the Bee Gees. Yeah. Maybe like that. 
Um, but it's like a stand-in for the Beatles, but it turns out that they were kidnapped aliens and this evil record producer is making... I feel like that would be the good late 60s Beatles movie. I guess it's probably live action then too, but um, but yeah, it just seems bonkers and more fun than what Yellow Submarine did. Um, yeah. Nice. Kidnap aliens, turn them into the Beatles. Cool. See what happens. I'd see that. I don't have any more ideas. Dick, it is now time for the final. Final? Cut. Cut. It is. Thank God. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day, yo. Film checks are hard. Yeah, it's it's hard not having... Like, really, I'm I'm not in love with any character from any of these. Like, I, I love Chunk, but he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do too much. I just like his design. Because the music is the most important character in each of these movies. Like Actually, I think New York. New York City is. The, oh, God. Nice. Boom. Great minds. All right, Kate. Uh, so, final, final cut, cut. Uh-huh. Uh, let's start with Sergeant Pe- Yellow <laughs> Submarine. Um, what do you do with this movie? Do you, uh, A, re-release it for mm-hmm. everyone to see? Or B, do a special edition? Mm-hmm. Or C. Oh, or C. Throw it in the vault. Throw never to be seen vault. again. What do you do, Kate? Controversial. I'm going to get a lot of people angry at me, but That's I'm okay. going to vault it. Oh. Hey, go watch Across the Universe instead. Oh. You want a Beatles movie? Watch Across the Universe. Oh, I liked I liked your I'm answer get, until there. This is going to be our first uh, Soulmates podcast death threat episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. What a choice. Um, I don't. I don't vault it. Um, you hated this movie more than I did. I was giving it a benefit of the doubt. I special edition it where I put it in a museum. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I Here's what I want. I don't want to watch this movie ever again. No. But I do want to watch a YouTube video essay explaining to me w- what was good about this movie. Yeah, and what it influenced. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. So. I want that. Yeah, like vault the movie. I don't care about it. But I do want, and maybe I could find that. It's yeah, probably we didn't, I there. was going to say, we we just need to do a YouTube search for it. But like, I would like to see a really well curated thing saying like, look, this movie doesn't really hold up, but here's the stuff that was really revolutionary mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the time. I like that. What about Interstellar 5555, the 5 Ecret far, I- 5 cyst, 5 Istum? Um, I, this is hard because I don't, like, I don't mind this movie. Like, it's not for me, Yeah. but I don't mind it. So, like, indifference maybe makes it a re-release, but. Like, would you change anything about it? I guess in a special edition perfect world, I would make it more, um, I would make the music tie in together with the scenes a little bit better, like that stronger, faster scene. Yeah. And maybe they do when I'm just not as familiar with Daft Punk. Like, I'm not listening for the lyrics. Like, lyrically, it did not seem that they were all... But also, like, again, you could tell me that there were no lyrics in it after the stronger, better scene. I'd be like, yeah, I didn't didn't hear any. There were probably other words in the movie. (laughs) I missed them. So maybe maybe it's being more familiar with that album and, like... Yeah. Following along with the words. But mu- musically, it did feel samey. Yeah. Where like, um, as, a, as a comparison, these mm-hmm. are full-on musicals, but 
um, Hamilton and In the Heights are like um, musicals with rap. Yeah. But they're not just rap. Right. Like there's some other things interspersed in there. Yeah. And so I guess like, I don't know, Daft Punk seems to like to tell stories. They, you know, they had an accident and became robots. Like you're telling me that they can't write some slight musical theater to go like not musical theater in terms of but like even just i'm like, a blue alien singing a song well this is an acoustic song or something just something to break but it's gonna go like i feel like they could write a good score as opposed well, to just play this album I over i believe they won an oscar for the score to tron legacy so there you go so, so maybe maybe my answer to this question dick is tron legacy is, let's watch know. tron legacy um yeah but i think i think if they had gone in with the intention of here are the scene beats and here's the music that needs to go with them. I think we could have had a lot more of that like neat uh, synergy, if you will, of music and visual. Nice. Hmm. Um, What do you do? As for me, I re-release it Mm -hmm. uh, specifically to be watched by me when I'm like pretty tired but Mm -hmm. not ready for bed yet. I feel like it's yeah, it's a good sleepy time. This this movie this like Interstellar in a way took me back to like my like staying up till two in the morning to watch anime on Cartoon Network days. Uh-huh. So like, I'll, I'll watch this late at night like on one monitor while I'm playing a video game on another monitor, mm. or I'll watch this on my laptop while I'm playing a video game. Like that's it's, you're gonna triple it. You're gonna. <laughs> Have three I, different I have watched, inputs. I've watched quite a few movies while playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, but this movie is like two things already. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Man. I used to listen to commentary while playing games. That was my Ooh. that was my jam. I'd have Lord of the Rings commentary on behind me. Oh my gosh. While I was raiding in World of Warcraft in front of so me. So much. Oh. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. The- oh, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> and thank you to Spencer for your suggestion of Interstellar. Yeah, something uh, we probably would not have come across on yeah. our own as as an option. So that was really cool. And we love getting those suggestions yeah. from listeners. Yeah. So if you have a movie that, an animated movie, you yeah. would like us to watch, it doesn't have to have any music in it because uh, we there are often musicals, but, but not, not always. always. Um um, either one movie or a pairing of movies, um, you know, what, whatever you want. Yeah. Dick, uh, how can they reach us on Twitter? Cellmates Podcast. What about on Facebook? Cellmates Podcast. What about through email? Cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. Are there any other ways? Uh, cellmatespodcast.com. Yeah. I'll update that eventually. That's a one-way street right now, but uh, you can find links to this podcast on all your favorite apps and your friends' favorite apps, so reach out to us, and yeah. we love... Um, we love seeing movies yeah. that we don't know about yeah. yet because you suggest them. Yep. That's what a suggestion does. Anyway, cool. for Cellmates Podcast, I'm Kate Phillips. I am not Kate Phillips. I'm Dick Ward. And toodles. Yep. Mushrooms. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, don't look at these mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, just like every other Disney movie. Oh, boy, I forgot. But especially though. the ones before like 1989. There's some problematic parts to this. Okay. All right. <laughs> <clears throat>